Welcome to Trees with Squill, a podcast hosted by Squillum. In this podcast, we will discuss trees, forest science, lignin and the like. Now let's branch out and leave it all on the table. Welcome back to Trees with Squill. I'm your host, Squillum. Today, I'm eating a dinner. <clears throat> I have couscous and rice vegetables and hummus. But grab a snack and listen along. So I also have Colossal Brewing Mind Harvest East Coast India Pale Ale. Mm. Delicious. <clears throat> Before I begin today's topic, I wanted to share something embarrassing and silly. So I've posted like three proper episodes and one mini one, right? And in none of them have I acknowledged the traditional owners of the lands that I recorded the videos on when I've exclusively started making these video formats in forests, which have been stolen from the traditional owners by white or Caucasian invaders in Australia. That is where I am for all my listeners that aren't my mum or my friends. So episode one, um, the introduction, um, was recorded on um, country that belongs to the Widjabal people of the Bundjalung nation. Episode, into the ASMR episode was recorded within the traditional lands of the Widjabal clan of the Bundjalung nation. The episode two um, and three, where I was in the border ranges in the forest. Um, well, border ranges is the na- name that is commonly used today, 2022. However, the border ranges are the traditional home of the Galibal language group of the Bundjalung people. The main clan of this group was the Walanam Mira, who were based at Walong. Today, today I am on the lands of the Break Kolong clan of Bunjil Krara. That's where I am, sitting, eating, talking. I thought it was also appropriate to bring that up ASAP because I've been delaying making more episodes because it's awkward, but also because I felt like that was a roadblock. Just super uncomfortable and naive of me to skip over that. And next Wednesday, it's Tuesday now, so next Wednesday is January 26th, which gives the Australian people a public holiday to celebrate 
and commas, the invasion of the first fleet onto Australian shores. So it's a time where my little echo tunnel on Instagram posts a lot about land, the rights and ownership and the way that Indigenous people are still treated poorly today and unfairly and it's not really changing. And in the forest sector, we see more job postings for some companies for Indigenous people going up because there is a slight, in my opinion, slight increase in awareness of the value of that knowledge in land management, specifically in fire management, which I have mildly spoken on before, but maybe I will more soon. Fire management is a big topic in the Australian context, given that we're a hot climate. So I have one more thing to add. Episode five, which I actually recorded ages ago with my buddy Finn, um, I was in a town whose traditional owners are the Mijambul or Durambul clans. So that'll come out after this, which will be good. You get two in one week. Two in one week or less, how good is that? But speaking of race, um, awkward segue perhaps, but so I'm working on biosecurity and learning about forest pathology and pests and diseases. Um, I keep thinking of this one white woman sign at an anti-vax, anti-lockdown, anti-premier protest in Melbourne, Nam, a few weeks ago, perhaps a few months ago. She was holding this ominous t-shirt. It said, my body is not a biosecurity set. And I just chuckled. Because everybody's body is a biosecurity set. That phrase makes no sense. Unless you're walking around with a constant stream of sterilizing agent over your head, your body is a biosecurity threat. I don't even understand what she was trying to say. Like, no, I'm immune. I'm better than you. I don't pass disease. Sweetheart, you do. There's been a new little bug detected in Perth, um, called the polyphagous shot hole borer. Oh, I should get up some information so I don't muck this one up. Um, it's smaller than a sesame seed and it bores into trees of, yeah, this is where a wide range of families, but the Myrtaceae, aka Eucalypts, are one of them.
Um, show me the family. Um, okay. Species within acacia, acer, ma maple, brachycarton, cassarina, she oaks. I have some beef with them, but anyway, liquid amber, magnolia, persia, platan, quercus, oaks, salix, willows, ficus, figs. Anyway, um, that's information is available on the New South Wales government biosecurity page. Um, so this little insect has arrived in December or been detected in December in um, someone's backyard in Perth. So what they noticed the little holes on the tree and the surrounding the hole is staining of the wood. You also see gumming or thick resin pushing out of these holes because the tree's stressed. Oh no. It has a symbiotic relationship with a fusarium fungus. So basically, oh, and fusarium cause like dieback, wilton from the rots, from the roots. The fusarium <coughs> grows within the tree once the beetle um, bores down and uh, creates a food source for the, the little beetle and it's young. So basically the point of mentioning this new pest is to look at how then biosecurity measures are put into place. So first up is identification of unusual symptoms from this random person in the backyard which was possible I assume by knowledge of what normal looks like so training and education helps um, and regular monitoring so you can identify deviations from the normal pattern you see Someone's identified as weird. <clears throat> Identification of the pest occurs, which samples of the wood can be taken and using Cox postulates can be diagnosed, which means <coughs> you assume that there's a disease causing factor in the wood. So you take a sample and grow it on an agar plate, aka grow a sterilized clean sample and then reinfect another host of the same species with this sterilized sample and if the same symptoms are observed then you um, can confirm that that's what's causing the strange symptoms or the disease and I assume the beetle was um, diagnosed using traps like hormone traps because then you can literally 
see the bugs as they attach to the little sticky bits in the cage. It looks like that's what they've set up as well. But anyway, after diagnosing, there's this mad map on agric.wa.gov.au dash borer. Agric is A-G-R-I-C. And they show the map of this quarantine quarantine area notice that's been set up that basically defines like an area of mad surveillance and no movement of trees of the susceptible host species. This stops the spread because certain hosts carry disease and infect others, aka, well, not aka, for example, humans can carry COVID, old white lady at the march, and spread it. It's pretty basic. Um, so basically can't move wood or plant material. Um, yeah. Permit systems introduced. The borer does not affect grass, so lawn clippings can be disposed of as normal. The idea of restricting movement is to restrict the chance that the little borer hijacks onto some means of transport, which is a big thing at my current work, where after a new fungus, cylindrocarpin, was found, <clears throat> they uh, installed foot baths and car baths for the staff to restrict the introduction, establishment, and spread of disease. The foot baths contain a phytoclean solution of one litre phytoclean to 10 litres water for foot baths, or one litre phytoclean to 100 litres water for car baths. Phytoclean is a sanitation chemical. It's safe. So this little boras is native to Southeast Asia and it's already spread to Israel, California and South Africa. Hectic. I don't know much about the plantation industry in Israel and nothing actually, but in California and South Africa I know they've got eucalyptus plantations because they've got a hot, hot weather system similar to Australia, so that's stressful. They reckon that the borer hitchhiked to Australia on untreated wooden articles and packaging materials. That is why it's important to declare when you bring back wooden materials. I didn't as a kid <coughs> when I travelled. Naughty. You should declare any wooden item, treated or not actually, just to make sure. You don't want to cause a biosecurity stress, although I guess it gives work to the students. Kidding. Not worth it to destroy an entire industry, or potentially, at least. So, I guess the classic, classic thing I should say now is if you suspect that 
your tree is showing unusual signs or symptoms, then you should report it. I've got the number saved in my phone. Exotic plant pest line. <laughs> 1 800 084 881. That's Australia wide. I, so, I guess that's the basic fundamentals of biosecurity just keeping everything clean minimizing movement of potentially infected materials um, and being aware of your role in it all and, and continuously monitoring <sighs> see you next week for a very special episode oh send questions to at trees with squill on Instagram. <clears throat> Thank you. Miso feel great after that episode. Would you believe you've just been listening to Trees with Squill, hosted by Squillum. Music track insane by Alfonso on Bandcamp, produced and recorded by Squillum. Follow at trees with squill on Instagram for more. See you next time. Okay.